you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com the around the nfl podcast is all football no narrative welcome back to another edition of the around the nfl podcast my name is dan hansis and i am joined by a room filled with heroes mark sessler chris wessling and greg rosenthal what's up boys hey dan here we are it's freezing in here by the way it's very cold I don't know. I'm talking like Oprah. It's cold. Because you got you got a little of the free agency frenzy. Because free agency right started. It's it's a it started. It's been happening this past weekend. It's Monday afternoon that we're taping this right now, and uh, and this past weekend, Mark, I knew you were in on Saturday. Sunday, I came in daylight savings time, no less. Banged <laughs> there, and come in. You know, it starts out okay Sunday, and then all of a sudden the wave. <laughs> it starts getting bigger. And bigger, and all of a sudden it's crashing down, and and Greg's online, and we're hammering out posts on a Sunday. I go home, and then it, as it's crashing down, Dan goes home. Perfect timing. <laughs> Greg, get, Greg keeps hammering away. Mark jumps on West somewhere by the sea during all this. <laughs> That's accurate. Escaped, escaped. But that was the big storyline, I guess, so far of free agency is that yes, it technically starts Tuesday at one p.m. But this this uh, time where you're allowed to talk to players and agents now has uh, turned into a monster that the NFL needs to somehow control or put down, which is uh, all these deals are getting done and getting leaked to the press. So there's several, uh, several dozens of players that we already know where they're headed. Well, just since Saturday alone, I think the number was 12 players from our 101 have re-signed with teams. So th- those are legal. And then another eight or nine 10, I'm losing track of the numbers, have agreed to deals or something close to an agreement, which that's a mockery of the process. The NFL sends out a memo today. They're not happy with teams doing this. I don't know what they can really do. It's, it's one of those problems that the, there's no good solution for. Like I mean, One of the reasons. Just open it up. Let people do it. it. We only had one or two people on because the last two years, the only other years they've had this legal tampering scenario, nothing happened. It was like a big sit around and wait, and then nothing would happen. Well, this year, like it was an, an, how come, a cavalcade. How come they can't just make Tuesday 1 p.m.? That's when these players become eligible to 31 other teams. Why do we need to have this period? Well, they added it because so many deals were getting done anyways in the few days in between before it. And so they tried to create something where, okay, you guys can talk, and we won't get made fun of for all this tampering. <laughs> but I think it doesn't matter. No matter what. What you do, you're going to have to set a deadline, and teams are going to cheat and just do it ahead of time. I mean, Isn't this all about – Who cares anyways? The unspoken care. agreement between NFL insiders that they'll wait a little bit, and a couple of them broke the protocol? That's part of it too. Although, you know, guys like Byron Maxwell, who, again, was talking to an NFL insider, you know, he announced it publicly. Torrey Smith put something on his, on his uh, personal blog about where he's going, you know. So they you know who cares? I care because mm. people in our business, when you're writing up these posts, you've got to hedge them a little bit. Yes, that's you can't be definitive with it because it, nothing is official and anything could happen, I guess, technically, since this is all being done kind of under the table in a way. Uh, so, you know, just get above the table. 
Put him on the table. <laughs> Stand on the table for change, Dan. Standing on the shoulder. Trying to take Wes seriously, but in this cold room, <laughs> he's got he looks like, like an undersized hooded. Sw- you look like a robber in the park. That's what you look like. More like that- Zorko. <laughs> I have I have a much easier time taking Who? Wes seriously. Than Mark, <laughs> who looks like uh, he had to wear his dad's sport. Well, coat I went for, uh, downstairs, and it's I'm wearing Wes's sports coat because if I wear my own, I have to go back into the newsroom and deliver it you to my do, desk. I'm just giving like, this to Wes. You, you take it back from you me. You kind of look like you're on makeout point uh, with the varsity Letterman's jacket <laughs> draped over. Your I wouldn't shoulders. have guessed that they would be the Wes's uh, arms would be so much longer than yours. You know, you just, I'm not sure they, they are. are. I think kid. I just have like more bulk. Yes, takes I up see room, like saying. Omar the tent maker. That sounds like you're bragging a little bit. I don't think you're no, I'm I'm bulk, much bulkier than, you. than I am. We have right. got a long rundown here. Look All at right. this that Dan's got. It's the most news we've oh ever tried goodness. to do in one show. Oh my goodness! This is this is going to be a show. Usually, the structure of our show is we do some news up top, and then we get into some other stuff. We throw up in some mirth. There's still going to be some mirth. Don't get me wrong, but this is going to be news heavy. We have. Uh, God, 25 different items, I would say, I would guess, to get to. Uh, so I don't think we should even waste any more time. And we got TD behind the glass. And I'll tell you what, TD. Number one, first show without Dressler. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're you're dealing with that the best you can. I'm hanging in there, guys. Doing good. It's not also not also the best that my soccer team, Manchester United, is losing to Arsenal right now okay. in the FA Cup, and that's pretty tough to deal hey, with. Let's, that, let's well, that be, doesn't matter. Though. Why do you plug in? Just got yeah. sent off. Whatever you just in. said, we weren't listening. Uh, Z Drizzle no longer with us. However, TD, you do have a great responsibility, other than watching your soccer game right now, is with all this news, we need your best news drop ever. And I didn't give you a heads up to pull out the best one, so really it's just now – Fate, will you But I knew deliver? it was coming, though. You I, did. I, I was ready wow, to get confident. Go. I was ready to get it. All right, TD, let's do some news. What the hell's going on out here? Clearly did not even get a drop done and just went no, to the soundboard. No, incorrect. That is the prelude to the NFL free agency right now. It's a lot okay. going on, a lot of craziness. So my man Lombardi is like, what the hell's going on out here? That's fair. Uh, Mark, not impressed, though. You know, we're, not, we're all looking at a sheet of paper that Dan emailed to everyone with this enormous list of topics. Everyone's in the two line. TD's in the CC, the carbon copy line. I think that's, that's telling and that's accurate. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, 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 All right, let's start with the biggest news of the weekend. Uh, and it is involving, as you might imagine, and Dominican Sue. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, who uh, when we did our sandwich propositions, Greg and Wes both predicted he would land with Miami. It looks like that's going to happen. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports that the Dolphins are the clear front runner for Sue, and it will be a deal that will eclipse $110 million, make Sue the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. We're hearing in other, uh, other news outlets that this is a done deal. There's nothing else to talk about. Uh, so barring something crazy, Sue is going to be a Miami Dolphin. I'll open it up with the boss. Greg, your initial thoughts of the move. Well, I don't like the fact that a lot of people are making fun of the Dolphins for this and thinking Sue is another Hain- Albert Haynesworth. That's or, ridiculous. Or Steven Ross just spends crazy money. This is Ndamukong Sue. It's different. He's been one of the most consistent players in the NFL, top five player at his position. He's in the middle of his prime. If you're going to spend a lot of money, at least get Ndamukong Sue. I'd much rather have Ndamukong Sue than two Byron Maxwells. Or two Mike Wallace's, other you know guys in free agency that get ten million dollars. The uh, Sue Hainsworth comparisons are as lazy as comparisons get. I I don't see just because they both stomped a player, they they're, and they both <laughs> play defensive tackle. Maybe that was Sue it. is one of the most self motivated players in the NFL, and Hainsworth was motivated purely by boats. And this is a classic <laughs> time of year to get to have guys pumped up and be overpaid way more money than they ever should. But with Sue, I don't I mean I think that this is one total game plan record type guy that he can change what Miami can accomplish on defense for years to come. With that said, it does change the structure of salaries if you're into that sort of thing. I mean he's making four million dollars oh, yeah, more than Peyton Manning is this year. It's a it's a new bar for defensive players and it makes sense with all the cap space and the money that's out there now with the cap going higher. It's just different to see a, a guy like Sue making Joe Flacco yeah. almost. Let me, let me just throw a little cold water, I guess, on the Sue signing, in my opinion. And I'm not saying it's a bad move by the Dolphins as a Jets fan. I'm not thrilled that he's in my division now. I have to see him twice a, twice a year, obviously. But uh, everybody goes nuts about age all the time. He's 28. He's not a spring chicken. He's not like he's 25 years old. He's, he's a little older. He's getting paid like a quarterback for three years. 
And, you know, quarterbacks are expected to win. Now, I know he's a defensive tackle, a whole different ballgame. He never won a playoff game in, in five years in Detroit. So as big as a game plan record as he is, and I'm not saying he's not, it's not like it turned Detroit into a deep playoff run team every year. So is he worth this much money considering what we've seen from him no, or from his team? He's not. And, and I see the Dolphins going 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 and nine like they do every other year. This doesn't change. They'll but then it's a, little, a terrible signing. No, I don't better. mind. I don't mind. That's but, just football. I mean, you could put Tom Brady on the Jaguars, and they're not necessarily going to make the playoffs. It's just that's football. Oh, I Only think one, they will. That, that was maybe a bad example. But and I, I don't think they look, would. We talk all the time about NFL teams realize the good teams, the good franchises realize you build through the draft, and it's always like, well, who are these stupid teams that are always just wasting money <laughs> in free agency? Redskins. And people say the Redskins, but it's the Dolphins. Since Every single year the Dolphins do this. Two years ago they spent by far the most amount. Last year Brandon Albert was the second highest paid player in free agency. This year Sue is going to be. Well, look, but you put Sue next to Cameron Wake. I just you, like thinking of those two Sue, guys. You signed Sue, and a few days before you signed Sue, you cut Hartline, you cut Gibson, you cut Cortland Finnegan, Danelle Ellerby. I mean, this is what they do. But that, well, you're cutting guys that made this big free agent splash a couple years right. ago in Miami but, already. But, That's not how you build teams. I, I totally agree with all of that, and yet – at least they're investing in a great player. And all those players that you just added up, they pretty much added up to Sue. I mean, that's how free agency works. I think you lose more by signing all these guys at six, seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars. This is a guy, he's not Reggie White, but he's one of the best defensive players that's ever reached free agency. So that's why with the, the cap going up year after year after year, I, I don't mind it. The Dolphins was. They always have a, a really good defensive line, and the rest of the roster is mediocre. They're still going to be the same way. There will be more pressure than ever on Ryan Tannehill this year. Obviously, Joe Philbin, we know he's coaching for his job. But they need to be a playoff this te- this year, yes. play- playoff team, or it's going to be viewed as a well, massive they won't disappointment. Be. Really? You don't think there's any chance? I mean, Not they... any chance, but I, I don't I, – one thing that I agree with with Wes in general, and I know we have 27 more topics oh, to get to, one. but it's like – uh, Dan, like you said before, it's, it's, it's a defensive tackle, and, and I think any defensive coach could sit down in, in three hours, four or five, tell you how important he is, and the Lions might have to change their entire scheme now because he's not there. They could, they could go to a 3-4 potentially. That's how much of a difference he makes, but is he going to generate three separate additional wins for the Dolphins? Not when you don't have that quarterback or that everything else. Yeah, I mean, they've sure been they right on the precipice of sneaking in the playoffs these last couple of years. So one of these years when they're 8-6 and six going into the last two weeks, maybe <laughs> this is the move that gets them over the top. They, they get a wild card. They maybe even push the Patriots. They might grow up to be the Cincinnati Bengals someday. <laughs> what a tough division it's going to be to have an offensive line. you got to play the Bills four times a year. We'll talk about them in a sec, bringing Jerry Hughes back. You got to play Spoiler the Jets alert. with Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon, a great a great looking defensive line, and then now you have to play Wake and Sue next to each other with little Randy Starks thrown in. The Patriots are the worst one of the group, and they're not that bad. Speaking of the Patriots, big news out of New England on Monday. Uh, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport going forward, he'll be known as Rap Sheet on the show. Mm. Uh, this episode, anyway. The Pats are not picking up Revis's $20 million option for 2015. Uh, that, according to a source informed of the team's thinking, that will mean that Revis will become a free agent, which will make him a uh, fair game for any team. Uh, but what we keep hearing is that the Pats will still be in the mix for this, but it, it seems like it's going to be another classic Jets-Patriots arms race situation with those two teams, and then right now no other team materializing, but something could go down in the future. But Jets-Pats, it's looking like. Well, and Rap Sheet mentioned that New England right now is still trying to sign them before 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. That that is that's it's not like they're rejecting the concept of that and they don't want them. They haven't officially anymore. not picked up the option, so legally the the Jets can't be negotiating yet. But I'm sure the Patriots have what a 24-hour window here where they can exclusively negotiate with him. Right, because he's still – it's basically they haven't officially done anything. Well, the Jets tampered like five times when they weren't allowed to, so right. now that you're in a legal Once. tampering right. window, they're going to yeah, go he, crazy. Let's be, not be naive here. Uh, Darrell Revis doesn't make uh, any decisions without knowing exactly what he can make elsewhere, whether it's legal to find that out or not. That's just how it works. And I thought, Dan, you, you put it well downstairs. This even made it into uh, the old Darrell Revis landing spots, oh, yeah. which only has two teams and then the field. You said this is kind of like this is the contract that Darrell Revis has always wanted. Like 
this is the one that he's going to get this year. He never got it with the, the Jets and his two uh, dances with them. One was a Band-Aid. Uh, then, then the second time came around and it forced the trade to the Bucks, who then didn't give him a really deeply guaranteed contract because he was coming off the knee injury. He gets cut. He ends up with the Pats on a one-year deal, essentially. But now he's going to get paid. I mean, he's probably going to get – he's not going to get Sue money, obviously, but he's going to get probably three guaranteed years, a ton of dough. This is the contract he's been trying to get – all this time, and it might even come from the Jets, which is uh, highly ironic. And, Dan, you mentioned downstairs the idea that maybe there's an interest in Revis's mind and heart to go back to New York to become to put a cap on what is the greatest Jets career of any player for that team that they've ever had. But what if the, if the, if the New England Patriots sure, and the Jets offer something very, very comparable? Where do you think he would want to be, all things being equal money-wise? I don't know. That's the, he's impossible to judge because if he's motivated by money. I would think he would stay in New England if the money was the same, unless there's something that we don't know. But when I what I was saying that downstairs about, uh, I was thinking more from the Jets fans, from the Jets ownership, that they they want Revis to be a Jet, even though now he has a ring with the Pats. I guess that's my point. I don't think Revis has this same Jets thing lore attached to him. I think he wants to be I think he'd stay in New England if, if it was equal. I think it fails the common sense test for both Jets and the and Revis. They didn't want him a couple of years ago when they were supposed to be contenders. Now they're rebuilding and they want Revis. But they, they they're gonna overpay for him. And they, Revis, why would you leave the Super Bowl champions to go to the Jets? I don't get that. I think he he would like to go back to New York and here's why. Because he's entertaining it. I mean Ian has reported no, that's these a are way the, to get more money. To bring them maybe, back into the mix. Maybe that's how he's trying to get more money, but I think he'd be all about it. And it's not that the Jets didn't want him back, for instance, last year. Rex Ryan and Woody Johnson did, and they felt like it was a missed opportunity. They didn't get him back. Two years ago when they traded him, it was driven by the owner. Right. But, he, but it was driven not over whether they wanted him. It was things that got really ugly financially. It was beyond just the, him, how they viewed him as a player. It, it, yeah, a lot went into that, and I think it's a different spot now. When ownership gets involved – that's when you start seeing some crazy contracts, and that's when it happens, and that's why Revis has to be thrilled because not, it's not only ownership getting involved on the Jets' side. Belichick is practically ownership on the Patriots' side, and you know he does not want to lose Revis to the Jets of all teams, and I feel like that would make the Patriots spend a little extra dough, too. He's in a great spot. I'd love to see oh, the Bills read, enter read, as right, a yeah, sneaky right. team. Not Belichick. Yeah, yeah I to me, like the Jets aren't one high-end cornerback away from being a contender. I don't. I just don't think it makes sense for them. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it with the NFL is that the Jets could, to me, like any team, if you hit on the draft and you do well in free agency, they could be 10-6 and six next year and be sure. playing in the playoffs. And then if you're in the playoffs, you're in the dance, and then you have Revis on your team. You might not be seen as a Super Bowl contender, but that makes sense that now we have Revis we're in the playoffs. That's the way the NFL is. Well, right, well, but I we talking we just into this. Well, I, I did this months ago. Come on. Well, and you and you and you and it's fair. You have an emotional attachment to the whole idea of Revis as well. But if we're gonna look at the Dolphins and say you've added Sue, but you're no different to us, then with all the holes that the Jets have, I, I'm not sure what adding Revis does to well, suddenly turn them into a playoff team either. I mean, that might really? that might be true. But yeah, really, they also don't hole, have a quarterback. Their biggest hole there is that go. one of their biggest holes is that cornerback, though. It's not like he's not fit. It does fill a, a need. He it fills a need. He fits what Todd Bowles does with physical kind of man corners. I mean, I don't know. If I was a Jets fan, I'd be I'd be loving this. I'm floating with it just the, over the possibility. We move on. Let's stick with the uh, AFCs and the Patriots. Uh, so Revis, who knows if he ends up coming back to the Patriots? But one guy we know is staying in New England, Devin McCourty. Uh, he will. A rap sheet reports that he is. Uh, so he has signed a five-year, $47.5 million contract, according to two sources. Uh, that's a lot of money. He was uh, he had moved all the way up through guys uh, coming or going on our 101 list. He was the number two option at the time of his signing. So uh, Devin McCourty, we wondered if, if the, the Patriots valued McCourty over Revis. I still don't know if this tells you necessarily, but it also tells you how much they adore Devin McCourty in that secondary. It shows you they value him over Asante Samuel back in 2006 or whatever year that was, or Richard Seymour when he was having his problem. They, I mean, his contract issues. They stepped up to give McCourty a Jairus Bird-type contract. I mean, there was a report from ESPN Boston how McCourty got on the phone with Belichick to basically say thanks for a great five years. I'm going to go with this other team. And then it was at that point 
that Belichick and the Patriots stepped up their offer significantly. Apparently not quite to the level that it was either the Eagles or the Giants had, but close enough, and he got it done. And, ja and Iris Bayard. <laughs> ja Iris Bayard. There aren't many players that they've, on that, one. that they've ever done it. I kind of <laughs> think now. Never. I kind of think now McCourty stays and Revis does not, but we'll see. Oh, wow. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'm 50 50. Can't they just Revis. cut Brandon Browner and keep Revis? McCourty? I think they're going to be cutting Brandon Browner either way. They've, they've allowed him to go look for a trade, so I'm fine with that. Doesn't feel like a <laughs> Patriots business to be keeping them both. I don't know. It feels like in the, in the past they still trying to talk yourself into they the don't. And the Jets. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying whether that has anything to do with the Jets, but I don't know. I, we haven't we haven't seen the Patriots go all out to retain guys in the past. Now well, you're exactly right. New England is not a team that responds off of pure emotion. They have learned how to team build for more than a decade. The Jets in this situation do feel emotional to me. All right, we got it, Mark. We got it. You're on the other side of the fence. Listen, I know it's going to be the worst day of your life if he signs with the Jets. No, it's not. No. I just think that it's, it seems it to me like it seems to me like an owner dipped scenario that isn't really like. Is this what the GM wants? I know to the do? GM definitely doesn't want Darrell Revis in the secondary. <laughs> That's <laughs> no not way. the point. I think I think the Patriots. What What if Bill Belichick has it in his head? Eh, this is probably ridiculous, but wouldn't you? If If you were Bill Belichick, wouldn't you be thinking? I've got Tom Brady for another year or two. I'm only going to be around for X amount of years. Just like go for let's it, go for it, right. finally. Absolutely. And, and that, and that's a finally? Move. not finally, but you know they've yeah, always seventeen been a, rings. They've been a team that thinks ahead, not in the short term, not spending a lot of money. But it's if fair. ever they were going to, it's now. Well, yeah. and two years in a row, the salary cap raises by ten million. If not now, I mean, when go get Revis? You're a contender. That'd be interesting. Um, not to get too off topic, we got a lot more to get to, but. <laughs> If you're Bill Belichick, yeah, why would you even stick around in the NFL once Brady retires? Just get out at that point and just go on for what whatever time is left. Probably to prove you can win without him. Exactly. Well, you did that with Matt Castle. That's enough. And Wait, he failed. That's the one year they didn't make the playoffs. They won 11 games. All right, here we go. Let's move on <laughs> to another AFC East team. We're kind of going to go division by division because there's so many great stories. We'll just keep moving on. LaShawn McCoy, uh, after his big blockbuster trade from the Eagles to the, the Bills, there were some whispers out there that, that there's, the Bills were going to have some problem, problems because McCoy maybe wasn't happy with about uh, going up to Orchard Park. Well, not anymore. Uh, Rap Sheet reports that he gets a five-year deal worth – Fifty, uh, excuse me, forty million with twenty-six and a half million guaranteed. Great cash, homie. Including sixteen million in his first year. So yes, he he's probably an outlier, uh, barring Adrian Peterson or Demarco Murray getting a massive deal. But that is some straight cash, homie, for a running back in an era where running backs don't get paid. That's some crazy scratch. Sixteen million for a guy who, uh, Greg Stat from our stats department had the fewest yards per touch of any running back with two hundred. 50 touches last year. Doesn't look like he's about to be to hit another prime in his career. I don't know. I would seems like a crazy amount of money to pay a running back. What's the best case scenario that he's he's awesome for another year, maybe, maybe two. He kind of goes back to the 2013 level, and then he, he's in decline. But I guess maybe I mean, he's only 27 years old right now. He could have three, four more so years. Maybe it happens. Two years younger than Maurice Jones Drew. Right. Or he has like but, a Frank Gore career. That right. would be the five best Five years thing younger than, you know, Frank Gore, four or five. The thing is, with running backs, you just never know. Yeah. Right. It's a crazy it, – they paid a Buffalo tax. That's what it was. That was the we're mm -hmm. Buffalo and we players don't want to come here and we're going to just give you extra money for that. It's a little crazy. I mean, that is what I've it was. I've been to right? Western New York, by the way. Lovely, lovely area. No, I like – I wouldn't – But I see June. what you're saying. I've actually I, never been to West. It seemed a little. It seems a little desperate. With that said, he gets twenty six million guaranteed. I wouldn't be surprised if that's just basically his first three years. So he's guaranteed there the next three years, and no other team would have done that though. It is a little crazy. Another uh, another deal for the Bills. Jerry Hughes agreed to. They spent a lot of money. Jerry Hughes agrees to a five year deal worth at least forty five million, according to Rap Sheet. Twenty million in guarantees. Uh, Chris Wessling, your thoughts on Jerry Hughes? This is a signing they needed to make. I don't think they needed to make it. I, I think that Mario Williams is one of the best pass rushers. Bills on fire. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, this is a good I, deal, this though. Is, this is like I I like Greg's use of the word Buffalo tax. Jerry Hughes isn't worth twenty million guaranteed, but mm. he's gonna get. I'd rather have Brandon Graham for fourteen million. This is a good Rex Ryan type of player to build your defense around, though, wouldn't you say? Sure. I. 
I like. I, I would like not it. build my defense around Jerry Hughes, but I get. What well, you're no, saying. but he's a good piece for. Rex Ryan will yeah. be able to unleash. When him. we're evaluating the money, we kind of got to wait to see the deal, uh, the details. I mean, Hughes was a great part of a defensive line that's I said all year was the best in the league. So I like keeping your strength, like building strength on strength, and that's going to be a scary group for a while. I can't even. It's less than Everson Griffin made. It's not that great. I give the rest of the AFC East credit. This is the Patriots effect of wanting to finally have someone else win that division. These teams are throwing some dough around this offseason. Right. Uh, but And to your point, sure. as long they as— They won't be able to throw the ball I was going to say the Bills and right. the Jets <laughs> until they figure out the quarterback problems. <laughs> and then we figure out what, what Ryan Tannehill is. Still waiting on that. Greg's boy. Ryan Tannehill. Well, he's coming off a very nice year. They're letting him run the uh, personnel department there, too, Dan. Smart guy. <laughs> by the way, I tweeted yesterday, and I stand by it after this Sioux move. Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM, now I don't know what the Hickster's deal is in Miami, but it seems like potentially Mr. T is pulling the strings. You know, you don't know where the ride's going when Tannenbaum's running the show, but it's fun. It's an adventure when he's there. I mean, Favre, you got Favre, you got Tebow, Santonio Holmes, plucked Plaxico out of prison, now he gets Sue. Hickster like- is operating as a short order cook in the Dolphins cafeteria, <laughs> the last I heard. And that's you like, you like that Tebow adventure, did you? No, I don't like it. But it's, it's you know, it's exciting in the moment, and then uh, sometimes it doesn't work and out. And then it brought your whole franchise down for a couple of years. Other than that. Uh, all right, speaking of the Jets, one more note, or a former Jet. Chris Johnson, uh, this was bummer news that came out Sunday morning. Bummer. Uh, was out in Orlando uh, after 4 a.m. and uh, involved in a drive-by shooting in which he gets shot in the shoulder. Another man, the driver, gets shot to death. Another guy gets shot in the car. Uh, so he was in the hospital, Johnson, with the injury released, I believe. On Monday. On yeah. Monday. Is, uh, doesn't need any surgery. Uh, the recovery is a positive outlook. It seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, so free agent running back involved in some, and I don't know what's going on with Chris Johnson because last month he got arrested in Orlando for having two cars and two guns in his car. And now he's involved in a, in a, uh, a shooting incident, mm. uh, you know, form an orderly queue, interested teams. I'm, I was going to say, I'm, you know, to bring him into free agency is, is maybe a little weird, but at the same time for a guy that's been in decline on the field and, you know, going down this road off the field, I don't know. It's not going to be a very hot market, I would imagine, for Chris Johnson. Yeah, you saw. Th- I saw this news, and you know, immediately there it was reported he he's okay. The driver passed away, but you know, one of the other things I thought it's because of what we do is, yeah, this is this is probably or possibly the end of his career too. I mean, I I kind of expected the end of his career anyways. This off, right? I mean, it seems like that could have come without this event, right? One way or the other. Next topic. Yeah, I think it's a good point to move on. Let's move on now to the AFC South, uh, and we'll start with the Houston Texans. A lot cooking with them. Andre Johnson, first of all, officially released. Uh, we're all over this. I think we had three posts up in a matter of an hour on the around the NFL. Spark some debate, which about you should. The record people, if you're if you're listening to our podcast, and we love you as listeners, but if you really want to be plugged in, you got to be reading the content on the on the site because none of us are considered great orators yet. With the pen, very mighty. Pulitzer winners, all of us. Don't look that up. But we all... Uh, I wish we, you weren't a liar. We do all this... Shut up, TD. We do all this <laughs> writing on it, and we talked about the Houston Texans and, and Andre Johnson and Wes. I think you wrote the landing spots, potential landing spots. You did not. Who wrote that? Of I who? thought you wrote it, Dan. You wrote did it. I write the potential <laughs> landing spots? Wow. Doing a lot of writing lately. Let's... Let me I see what I thought. No points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> you did a good job I, with it. I do have some feelings on this. Though. Okay, well, whatever I wrote, which I assume was a home run. Yep, there it is. Uh, let's <laughs> you wrote see. it last week. In fairness, yeah. So there are there are teams that would make sense. I, I have Seattle, New England, Indy, San Diego, Denver. All all these places could use Andre Johnson, even in some level of decline. But Wes, uh, I'll throw it to you now after you. Well, uh, you know, read my piece closely. I imagine. I don't want to stomp all over your piece, but Go ahead. I see the I see him connected to Seattle the most, and I think it's a poor fit. I think what they need, and if you watch their games from last year, in my notes, every single game in my notes, their number one weakness is they need a red zone receiver, a big body guy to fight for the ball. They don't have that. Andre Johnson's strength has never been red zone guy. He's a big bodied guy. 
Never had 10 touchdowns in his yeah, He's never. never been like a big leaper. He doesn't get that physical in the end zone. To me, that's not what the Seahawks need. I think he fits well with the Colts as the replacement for Reggie Wayne. Pete Carroll does have some history of going after these veterans to give him a shot. He did that with T.O. There were others down in the past. I mean, and they didn't play out. Yeah, it's not a red zone threat, but what if they found someone like that in the draft and put Andre Johnson into the mix? I think part of the motivation with Andre Johnson, if if it's actually true versus just he wants more money, is he wants to go to a contender, right? We hear that. I don't know if we're creating that on our own, but it's like Seattle is an absolute hotspot. I know what that. his you know what his motivation should be is the fact you just compared him to Seattle era Terrell Owens. I mean, that's Ouch. an insult. Well, I wasn't aiming to insult him, just to say that Pete <laughs> Carroll saying, has a history of bringing those old guys. Right? I think oh, it was falling out of the league at that. I think, I think the assumption that's been made by a lot of people, including myself, that he wants to sign with a contender is based on some of his belly aching in the last couple of years with with Houston was because he felt like they weren't going in the right direction as a franchise. But I don't think he's come out and said anything. We're just assuming. Wouldn't you, know, you want to go to a good team? Why would you go to a crappy team at this stage in your career? I agree. That's You're how Darrell Rivas should feel, too. I like your two options. Jets are going to be really good this oh, year, Wes. <laughs> Mark my words. Wait till we do sandwich propositions in August. You got to like, get me all set I know. Up. I'm trying to get you riled up. You already got me. I like that you're so big. I mean, it didn't take you long to flush that Jet season off your mind. You're, you're ready. It's you're gone. ready to go. I admire that. I like your pick of the Broncos, by the way. Don't even remember writing about I could that. see that. <laughs> I could see the Broncos. Well, where he you spent don't... his whole career with Gary Kubiak. Right. Uh, he was with Kubiak. I could see the Broncos still investing at wide receiver, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, in Houston news, Thad Lewis was just released. So just, you know, Thad's on the market, just so everyone knows. Also, Ryan Mallett uh, is going to be back with the Texans, as we all expected after the combine where the Houston Brain Trust was just, like, falling over themselves over Ryan Mallett, the greatest quarterback of all time. He signed a two-year deal worth $7 million to stay in Houston. And then you also have Brian Hoyer. We're getting a report from Albert Breer that uh, the great Brian Hoyer will also be signing with Houston. Uh, so it seems like they are moving forward. Ryan Mallett, little uh, Cleveland Springsteen in the mix, too, as a backup. And they're moving forward. Your thoughts, Mark? Cleveland it's like a Mike Lombardi fever dream because <laughs> Lombardi spent years in Cleveland or months, whatever, trying to get Ryan Mallett into the mix, and he went and got Brian Hoyer. That's the only reason they ever had Brian Hoyer. And now they're both in Houston. I still don't. Well, I'm I've not convinced they have a Ryan starter. Hoyer could still end up elsewhere, but our boy Breer is reporting that it's done. Well, I it like sounds it. like the Jets right down to the end. The New York has shown hey, some interest. You in can't them. give up on Brian Hoyer. I like the first edition <laughs> of this competition when they were competing for a backup job in New England. Now they're competing for a starting <laughs> job in Houston. Yeah, there is something distasteful if you were a Texans fan about this, that you're getting rid of Andre That's Johnson on the, on the same day that you're signing Hoyer and Mallett to compete for a starting quarterback job. It's like, I don't know about renewing the season tickets, honey. You know, after, <laughs> after that one. Well, what's out there? I mean, it, I know, but I'm know. just saying, imagine Truck imagine pulls? if the Browns did this. If they just, oh. you know, imagine if they just cut, like, the best guy that they've had in the last 15 years on the same day they're signing Hoyer. And it's just, well, how about uh, do that and just go Josh McCown? <laughs> disastrous. But I mean, I, th- you know, there's all this oversold business about, oh, Hoyer and Mallet, no Bill O'Brien system, and that's going to make a tangible People love system. It's still problem. Hoyer and Mallet. No, I, I agree totally. And <laughs> right. It's, and it's still Bill, Bill O'Brien system. I'm not going to give him the Chip Kelly or anything else that Bill O'Brien's setting the entire world on fire. Are we ready to talk about the Eagles for like 20 minutes straight? Okay. <laughs> love, it or, uh, love it or hate it, that's what we got to do because there's so much stuff going on with the genius. <laughs> Chip Kelly, who is infallible, as we know, and every move he's going to do here is going to work out perfectly. Let's start going down the line, starting with Jeremy Macklin, who I personally, I thought and wrote several posts uh, in the last month or so, and it always seemed to me like he was going to end up staying with the Eagles, but it's not going to happen that way. Rap Sheet reports that Macklin plans to head to the Chiefs on Tuesday to sign uh, with Kansas City, according to a source informed of his thinking, informed of his thinking. Uh, this comes after talks between Macklin and the Eagles, broke down uh so we'll start there jeremy macklin leaving the eagles for the chiefs and wes you're shaking your head well i you wrote all these articles saying it made sense to stay in philly i wrote a bunch of articles saying he would end up in kansas city Mm. but when it came time for sandwiches to be involved 
I didn't throw it out there. Mm, so you, you just would have had me on the hook. Just took a shot at Dan, but then admitted you didn't take advantage of it. I, d- I wrote <laughs> it a few times. I put it in our in our online content, but was not. I don't know. I got wait. Wes can disagree with like my football takes. He is the scientist, but he just can't laugh at me. That's for, <laughs> for, That's fair. for uh, the Eagles fan hot take, I'm going to go to our old producer K Rich, not in the studio with us, but I will quote her Twitter account. I period cannot period stand period Chip Kelly period hashtag I want my Eagles back. It's funny because three emoticon angry alien and, characters. And then uh, Jesus are an author now, guys, not just a that's, that's true. That's true. Ambivalent hope and a filmmaker uh, on Amazon. Uh, he he. I mean, she's upset. There's a lot of Eagles fans upset with the people leaving. I think she's feeling some ambivalent hope for the team. And I think if you go to <laughs> to Philadelphia, I mean, well you t- that's a that's a. First ambivalent, first ambivalent hope pop culture. Reference. I just meshed it right in there. Mark you know, Sessler. We can stop the entire show to you know judge it and find out if you like that or not. Let's keep going. <laughs> but listen, if you're an Eagles <laughs> fan, dude. they're very. I think they have a right to be angry. I mean, because yes, we have to wait and see what happens with Chip Kelly's multiple decisions here that stripped a lot of starts and star power out of this roster. But who, what are you filling these holes with? That's the question. I mean, Macklin. For months and months, it sounded like he was going to come back. Your wide receiver position is a shambles right now. Well, well, you, still, you still got your boy, though. Big country music fan. Likes to get to as many concerts as possible. Riley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I like him as Jordan, a third option. Jordan maybe. Matthews and Josh Huff. I, I think you can call Chip Kelly egotistical or whatever for some of the decisions or even gutsy, but I don't think failing to pay Jeremy Macklin more than $10 million a year is in any way gutsy or like – egotistical. It's a little crazy to pay Jeremy Macklin that much money, and that's what we're expecting it to be, more than Randall Cobb made. Well, what we've seen from Chip Kelly crazy. is that he's unwilling to overpay for offensive players. Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, LaShawn McCoy, but he's willing to overpay for defensive mm-hmm. backs because that's what he thinks he can develop offensive players. They'll, they'll fit his system. Well, in Macklin's case, he has proof. Jeremy Macklin had this was his sixth season in the NFL. He never had a thousand yards before Chip Kelly arrived. He's banged I mean, up that, a lot, and he's not a real number one receiver. Right. So we're talking about someone who's getting paid to be a. a it's just that you, Lashawn McCoy, is gone. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, those are different. And Macklin, and I, it's the accumulation of all of this talent, Levy. Not whether we can sit around and say, "Oh yes, it wasn't right to pay Macklin X amount of dollars," right, and, that's, and, that, and that's logical. But to the to the Eagles fan. Your number one, thousands of jerseys across the city are now rendered utterly meaningless, and it's players that are playing in other cities, which again doesn't matter to us. But for the people in that city, you're you're wondering what is well, happening. I've got a message for the Macklin jersey owners. Think you about know, the jerseys. Do better. Do better. <laughs> at no point, at no point was Macklin ever a good idea to buy that jersey. Wes, there was you, always better options. You um, said that you thought on some level Macklin's a, a, a kind of a scheme player. Uh, Going and reuniting with Andy Reid, will he be good in Kansas City? He'll be good, but he's being paid to be great. And he's when I say he's in not a number offense. one receiver, a number one receiver moves the chains, stays healthy, and is a threat in the red zone. He doesn't stay healthy, and he's not a great red zone threat. He's not that physical. He's not that fast. He doesn't box out in the end zone. He's pretty fast. He's. I feel like he got something after he came back from ACL surgery. Was he like even faster? I'm gonna. I'm actually volunteering to have my ACLs replaced uh, <laughs> later this year, just because the, these guys come back so well. Dwayne Bow also, we assume now history in Kansas City. If that happens, what kind of market do you think he has? Mm. It's a long way away uh, from 15 uh, touchdowns. Similar to the same market, same market that uh, Michael Crabtree has. No, worse. Formerly good wide receivers who don't make plays anymore. Crabtree and is a locker room, you know, potential nightmare. Maybe I'm crazy. I still think Crabtree has a chance to have a nice long stretch of his career where he's a Difference maker. I don't think Bo outside has a chance. Of, outside of an eight-game stretch to close out the All 2012 right, season, what has he ever done? <laughs> all right, scientists. we got a lot of news to get I mean, to. he's only had one stretch in his career that's been like, all right. Actually, he had a great holdout with Deion Sanders as his agent or whatever. <laughs> that was cool. All right, more uh, Eagles news. This time a, a player coming to the Eagles. Looks like Frank Gore is going to be the new number one running back in Philadelphia. Frank Gore, that is Greg's boy, the inconvenient truth. Uh, Bert Breer reporting that uh, a contract, which again, nothing is official because this is all supposed to be, you know, just a talking period, but a contract that will guarantee the 31-year-old running back seven and a half million over the first two years. It's a three-year deal overall. Uh, so I'll start with you, Greg, because it is your boy Frank Gore. Number one, uh, are you surprised he didn't 
uh, last his entire career in San Francisco? And number two, will he still have something in the tank for this Eagles team? Well, I'm not surprised about the 49ers because as Wes wrote on the uh, page today, yeah, the 49ers are saying goodbye to everyone that's ever made a Pro Bowl or done anything for them, all their best players ever. They don't want them on the team anymore. What a fit for Frank Gore. I mean, if you wanted Frank Gore to make the Hall of Fame someday like I do, you could not have picked a better team than the Eagles to rack up some stats at the end of his career. I love it. Well, and for all of the (laughs) – we heard when they traded McCoy that McCoy ran east to west and danced too much. If you want a north-south runner with who's patient and hits the hole, uh, Frank Gore's the definition of that. I mean, he's averaged more yards per year since he was 27 than I think, or no, since he was 28 since for the five years before that. So he hasn't really shown much aging, and I don't think he's going to get the ball 300 times. You know, they're well, going to give it to Darren Sproles. They'll probably draft someone too. You know, they'll they'll split it up. Chip Kelly's found a little portion of the market here that he can exploit older running backs Darren Sproles and Frank Gore both undervalued and they're going to be a good tag team this year Hmm. both 32 years old so that does you don't see that too often no having a thunder he'll definitely draft someone yeah Yeah. uh more Philly news Mark Sanchez has surveyed the market and said this sucks I'm not going to Tennessee are you kidding me and he re-ups with the Phil- Philadelphia Philly. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Breaking news. Mark Sanchez, now a baseball player. Uh, that was stupid. Uh, he's with the Eagles. It's a two-year deal. $5.5 million guaranteed. Could make up to $16 million if he hits all those incentives, according mm-hmm. to Rap Sheet. So pretty good backup money uh, for Mark Sanchez. And But the only thing I'm curious about with him uh, is that this is, a t- to me, still a position – of unrest in Philadelphia because you have Foles in the mix. You have Sanchez now under contract again, and you have Marcus Mariota hanging over everything, Mark Sessler. Well, NFL media's Gil Brandt says he knows who Philadelphia is going to take in the first round, and it is not Marcus Mariota. Oh, who? Well, we that was not revealed to us. So Only I guess when that happens, you can just say, listen, I already I was going to tell you this all well, the we time. We have Gil's phone number. We Let's should call him up. up. TD, get on that. Wake him up. I, I'm not convinced that Nick Foles will be on this roster come week one. I, we keep hearing little whispers about potential teams interested in him. He could maybe be up for a trade if, so, if the right offer came along. I just I don't know if this is – I don't think Sanchez is the answer, but it's insurance for what else might happen at the position. He's not the answer, but after five starts with the Eagles and Chip Kelly's offense, it was him, Luck, Brady, Rodgers, Manning, the only quarterbacks overseen in offense, averaging 350 yards per game. Mm. So Chip Kelly knows that worst-case scenario, he stays. his offense can still move the chains with right. Mark. It gives them options. I think, I think the Sanchez-Eagles experiment started to tail off a little bit as the weeks crept on. I mean, it was, yeah. he was a very hot starter. Yeah, I gave Rap Sheet some grief for saying on Twitter, noting on Twitter that Sanchez had a career low in interceptions. Well, he only played eight games. He had 11 <laughs> interceptions. Right. The, the He's still of, that same guy. That's a lot of interceptions. You know what's funny about uh, Sanchez, though, is like, yeah, 11, that's too many picks. But the rest of his stats were pretty good. Through 14 yeah, touchdowns, his completion percentage was like almost 65%. So, you know, that's pretty good for him. Uh, but, I think Foles now is a piece to trade to your Jets to go get Marcus Mariota. I mean, yeah. doesn't, the make, doesn't make a, a lot of sense. And you yeah, might have to one get of these past great. Tennessee at number two, though. Sure. Uh, more Eagles news. Byron Mac. This is my favorite quote of, uh, of of Sunday or the weekend because, you know, nothing's supposed to be official right now. There's just some talking, exchanging ideas, thoughts. Are you interested in me? Am I interested in you? Byron Maxwell, quote to ESPN, I'm going to Philly. The <laughs> cornerback uh, is signing with the Eagles, leaving the Legion of Boom. Uh, where he's obviously found success playing with some all-pro-type players. And now he's being asked, and the type of money, I don't know if we have any money figures out there yet right now uh, on Maxwell, but we imagine for the type of money that a star cornerback uh, gets paid, Greg, uh, are the Eagles uh, buying at a premium for a guy that maybe doesn't deserve that type of uh, Yeah, they, they probably are. I mean, I like Maxwell in Seattle, but... You're right. The money report so far is $25 million guaranteed. Maxwell was my pick for the most guaranteed money other than Sue. That was one of our propositions. Mm. And I saw that $25 million and I thought, ooh, that might win me some sandwiches. I don't know if anyone's going to top that. But Devin McCourty has, and I think now none of us are getting sandwiches. So screw you, yeah, I Brian I had Maxwell. Randall Cobb who didn't do it. <laughs> I always wonder how big of a factor is it when a player has the best game of his career against that team. Mm. Best, best game Byron Maxwell ever played was against Seattle when 
the C- or against Philadelphia when the Seahawks shut down the Eagles' offense late in the season, and Maxwell was all over the field. I, I guess Chip saw that up. I think it matters to Chip Kelly because when they talk about why they drafted Zach Ertz, for instance, it was because of the impression at Stanford he left when he fried Oregon. So certain coaches probably, if you can beat me, you can take me on. Maybe that has more weight. If that's the only thing, though, that's concerning. That's one of the concerning things of having your head coach run your personnel department. And look, that is a lot of money for Byron Maxwell. I mean, who knows? But I don't know. I I would rather pay Darrell Rivas whatever he's going to cost, even if it's $17 million, than whatever Maxwell's making. Uh, Moving on, Randall Cobb, who I think was my – uh, pick for the most guaranteed money. That's not going to happen, but uh, cooler heads did prevail. He's going Yours back. Yours was Julius Thomas. Oh, was it? Okay, so I'm You're feeling still good safe. still. Uh, Randall Cobb staying with the with the Packers on a four-year, $40 million deal uh, in a case in West. You you were stumping for this to, to be the reality uh, last week on the podcast. Well, everything makes sense. He gets paid what seems like fair money for a guy of his level, $17 million guaranteed, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, Wes? Everything worked out here. Yeah, I had a lot of debates with the crowd on Twitter that uh, there's a there's a group of people where there's a mindset that believes that money is the only thing that matters in life. And I always think that happiness should be first. Money can be a big part of happiness. Well-being should be first. It always made the most sense for Randall Cobb to stay in Green Bay. You know, to get four... Forty million versus forty-five million. Take the forty. Stay with the best quarterback. Stay with a coaching staff that knows how to use you. Stay with a front office that values you as a human being, and go compete for Super Bowls every year. Then, when you're 28, hit the market again and cash in as the best slot receiver in the game. He might end up in the Hall of Fame as the best slot receiver in history. Oh, he's whoa. Gonna, oh whoa. he could. Well, with that quarterback, if he's playing yeah. alongside Rodgers, that's what helps it. I get concerned about any of these free agents that come from the Green Bay offense or like Julius Thomas with Denver and they go to a three-win team with questions at quarterback and you never hear about him again talking about Greg Jennings well there's that example but I think it's going to happen to Julius Thomas Jones Deion Branch to me is the most similar to Randall Cobb went and chased the money in Seattle never heard from him again Patriots get him back when he's broken as a player and he never does anything again how Uh, awesome if you're a Packers fan to know that you have Randall Cobb Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers through 2018 together and you've they had can, they can put up numbers better than the Colts triplets by I the mean, way going back to 1992 you've had it at any given right. time one of the best quarterbacks ever at running your team and you've had all the weapons around them so but that's don't a, cry me a river that's Green insane Bay. continuity who what other situation why? is even similar to that <laughs> why are you so angry with Packers fans don't seem like they complain ever to me but you're always well, like, they have nothing to complain what are they going to come complain to you about what's what are they possibly well, upset about here's what they can complain about if they don't get a Super Bowl another title for Rodgers here during this Cobb contract with all of them staying together, that'd be a disappointment. They are a, a wonderful a fan base. Gotta get they don't more. have a lot to you know moan about, please. Gotta get one more. Uh, before we move on to the next subject, Wes, anything else to say about the money and happiness dichotomy in life? <laughs> I, I think I said it. I do think that well, I mean, <laughs> you're playing this up a little too much, but I do bl- I've turned down money a couple of times in my life for happiness, and I don't think I'd be where I am right now if I didn't do that. I think that well-being is more important than money. But then again, I'm also broke as a joke. so. <laughs> <laughs> but not broken as a man. You're a happy guy overall. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. All right, and to keep you happy, we're going to talk about some Mark Ingram, your boy, the Saints. And, and Mark Ingram, the running back, agreed to a four-year, $16 million deal, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, and this, again, goes back to... You know, we talk about it all the time, you know, leading up to free agency. Oh, this team, there's no way they can sign anybody. The Saints were $6 trillion over the salary cap. Oh, here we go, $16 million deal for Mark Ingram. Uh, so I guess they did have some money, and they figured out a way to get under the cap. Uh, Wes, Mark Ingram staying with the Saints. Do you think that's a wise move for his career? Yeah, I do. I think it's a good fit for both sides. I I honestly believe Ingram could have made more money on the open market, but – um. I think he he had said a month ago he'd prefer to stay with the Saints. That's where he's going to be. And I think the Saints realized last year how important he is to their offense. He's a good example of someone that a year ago, when when Greg and I went to the owners' meetings, basically it was we're not going to go fifth-year option with this guy, and we're going to challenge him to even prove that he deserves to be on this roster. In one season, he changed the organization's mind completely and made a lot of money for himself. There's been a few of those. Kareem Jackson, Brandon Graham. And Ingram all got second contracts, big ones from their teams. 
Wes is smiling over there. I mean, they would have been called busts a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's I asked you. Does that mean you're going to buy stock in Trent Richardson this year? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that guy, I have no memory anymore. Yeah, no. I'm not well, I, I do agree with that mindset in the NFL. You can't write off first-round guys who don't live up to expectations right away. You know they're talented. Could be a scheme fit. The Saints switched to a – Mark was talking about this. They switched to a zone-blocking scheme last year, and it fit Ingram perfectly. And they, they got rid of Pierre, which we, have, we haven't had a chance to mention on the show. We just got to say, pour one out for Pierre Thomas, one of the all-time New Orleans Saints. We're going to miss you. Best screen pass back of his generation. I get chills thinking about him. Let's move on <laughs> to the NFC West. Finally, uh, Patrick Willis. This, uh, listen, uh, structure of the show. I'm responsible for it, and I, maybe this should have been higher. I'm going to say it right I, now. I, how is that? How is this? Well, we're low? doing it in order of divisions. Whatever. Come it's, on. Whatever. And that email I was CC'd on, as Mark pointed out, how is this this low? Oh, you mean the email that you could have replied to? Right. I know. I know. I just Maybe you get out of the carbon copy hey, zone if you can respond to one of these with a good idea. We lost. Hey, you ever watch hey, a TV show? In. They always always they just put the best twenty minutes up first. No, you save something big for the end. Uh huh. So Patrick Willis, who has been one of the best uh, middle linebackers. Uh, in the NFL of his of his era in eight years, this guy went to the Pro Bowl seven times, five team, uh, five first team All Pro. This is Hall of Fame type production. Uh, Thirty years old, uh, he's out. He's retiring. He's uh, it's been reported first by Yahoo Sports, and then Rap Sheet confirmed it. He's going to announce his retirement. He's been he he missed the end of last year with a toe injury. Apparently, has some stuff outside the sport that he wants to get interested in. So Patrick Willis and one of the more stunning uh, news elements of the offseason so far, walks away from the game at age 30, Mark. Well, you got a feel for Jim Tomsula because just a month ago we had Willis. He was at the Combine, you know, spinning his words around in various ways to say that Justin <laughs> Smith might be back. So he, he's called Frank Gore his type of player. He just loved Frank Gore. He wanted Michael Crabtree back. All four of these guys probably not going to be with the team next year. And it's not what it's, – it's reverse recruiting. I mean, you're losing so many starts and talent – Right out the door, it's gonna. It, this team potentially just sits at the bottom of this division next year. Justin Smith said he's not a hundred percent sure he's going to retire, but most people expect him to. Gore, Crabtree, Upati, Ahmad Brooks, Stevie Johnson, Chris Culver, Parrish Cox, the whole list—they could all be gone. Twenty-one Pro Bowls in eight hundred and fifty NFL starts could be walking out the door for the San Francisco 49ers. Doesn't bode well for Jim Tom Sola era, and. You know, Jed York decided that Trent Baalke's player acquisition skills were more valuable than, jo- mm. than Jim Harbaugh's coaching skills. We're going to find out. Jim Harbaugh, to me, is, comes off like a demented genius. <laughs> he's getting out right when the ship's going down. He goes, he's going to hang out with co-eds and, and uh, selling out 150,000-seat uh, stadiums. Uh, good spot for Jim Harbaugh, Jim Tomsula, not so much. And Greg had a interesting point on Patrick Wilson as far as the Hall of Fame discussion. Right. I mean, this is a weird story because on one hand, it's I don't think it's going to hurt them on the field that much necessarily. You have Navarro Bowman and Chris Borland. That's a great inside linebacker duo if Bowman is healthy. But it's a massive NFL story if it dropped at a different time of year because Patrick Willis is a Hall of Fame candidate. I mean, how many other five-time first-team All-Pros are not in the Hall of Fame? I'd love research to do that. I doubt Five very, in a row. I doubt very many. So he was on track to make it. To Canton, I think there's no doubt. Now that his career ends at 30, it'll be a weird did, case. I kind of think he won't make it He now. did the Jim Brown thing. I think Brown stepped away at 32, right? right? But he Obviously not at that level as a player, but, you know, kind of in the ballpark for his position, a dominant guy and, and was among the best in his position from the time he stepped on the field. He's going to be right on the borderline. He wasn't saw, like a defensive player of the year type right. of guy, though, either. I mean, he was really, really I saw good. comparisons to Jim Brown and Gale Sayers, both who were revolutionary talents in the NFL. No, he wasn't and that. Patrick he, Willis was not a rebel. He was all pro, which is, you know, as good as you can one get. One of the but, two best at his position. But he wasn't a Ray Lewis. No. It'll be a, it'll be a tough one. And CTD, you're lucky we're even bringing it up. This guy, yeah, come on. He wasn't even Ray Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, wouldn't you say it was a year or two he was the premier middle linebacker in the that, league? Two, three years ago. I mean, yeah. Bowman really passed him yeah. on was, his own team. That was two years ago. I would was, say, yeah, three years ago. It was ago. almost like he was supposed to take over from Ray Lewis, and then when he was supposed to take over, he got hurt, and then Bowman started coming in, and I don't know. I, I remember just, back, I think it was 2007, I conducted an interview with Patrick Willis while he was playing Madden uh, against dropper. Lawrence Maroney. How about that? Throwback. 
Lawrence Maroney also on that Hall of Fame fringe conversation. <laughs> See, seems like a nice guy. That's good. That sounds like a impact interview. <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot of good stuff out <laughs> of it. Was Maroney high? I think uh, it was Super Bowl week, so you'd, uh, <laughs> you'd hope not. As a do we want to do, do we want to give any credence to this rumor that Niners GM uh, Trent Balky shot down that? Colin Kaepernick was being shot by the team. That's not possible, right? Unless they're just going to fold the franchise. Doesn't make point. any sense to me. I mean, for what? I mean, then I mean, unless you're going to trade him for another quarterback. Maybe some team called about him. I mean, the fact that it was just one random radio guy's report, I'm surprised it kind of got to the national consciousness. But that was, we should do that. We should just drop something and see if it takes <laughs> off. I had no idea this was being talked about. I did a radio interview last night, and a guy asked me, he said that, Brian Hoyer was going to San Francisco, and well, he they, that was yeah. a threat to Kaepernick's job. And I almost radio guys him be off better. Wes, not the right guy to ask that. <laughs> oh, I said to. Brian Hoyer is an NFL backup. He's not a threat to Colin Kaepernick's job. Uh, finally, this uh, this broke I think before the weekend, but let's just touch on it quickly. Uh, Marshawn Lynch signs a two-year extension with the Seattle Seahawks. Contract is worth twenty-four million in new money and pays thirty-one million over the next three years. That's some real scratch for Beast Mode, who, if you watched him in the playoffs, you know he's worth every penny. I mean, the one thing about Seattle that they had going for them a couple seasons ago up till through last year was that their quarterback was playing on a rookie contract. Now you're paying Lynch this kind of money, and what we've heard at the Combine and what was going to come Russell Wilson's way, which was what, in that neighborhood of $16 million guaranteed a year potentially, that they've completely changed the way they, they deal with things. Success has forced them to pay players in an outrageous manner. They they're confident that they can that Russell Wilson's number against the cap in his first year will be about seven million, which isn't which isn't bad compared to other high high end quarterbacks. I don't see any any other team's roster as stronger than Seattle. I mean, Green Bay will be right there, but no. Even with paying all these guys, they're still going to be really good. Um, the most interesting thing here, I thought, was I think they guaranteed him money, significant money, into the second year. So as long as Marshawn Lynch wants to play. This issue is put to bed, and it reminds me of, you know, and we're guilty of this too. All season long, it was just assumed he was gone. I mean, it was reported he's gone. Well, they changed not their returning. tune, though. Well, yeah, yeah, but I know, but that NFL just shows teams how. changed their mind, too. Yeah. Mark, what I take out of this, you should threaten to retire. Mm. I like that. Greg would give me very little resistance, and I'd be suddenly on Monster.com <laughs> for like seven hours a day. <laughs> is Monster.com still up? I don't know. That's the last time I was looking. Hey, before we uh, – so that, those are like the, the, the lead headlines that we just went through. We're going to do some quick hits, but I did, before I'll just I'll take a little break, a little breather. First of all, give, give ourselves a round of applause. Really great job on the news, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know Mark's not giving himself a round of applause. He, he doesn't like it when we Very humble, man. Who was the one the that giant made giant jacket? Someone got a rare laugh out of TV, TD during the show, too. Yeah, I don't recall what, what it was. That doesn't happen to it, it had nothing uh, to do with what TD we were doing. TD usually finds her show totally uh, not amusing at all. Must have been right when the soccer game ended. <laughs> um, all right, so let's do it. All right, so an update on our celebration music. Uh, TD, we're, get, we're retiring the following song. It's going to be at the top of his list. It's playing. We need a new song just to celebrate the end of this one. Uh, all right, so my my entry was This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Great. Mark, by the way, a little fudging of the time element uh, on Montel. You mentioned on the podcast that it, it was blasting in high school dances for you. The song came out in, like, 96, I believe, 95. <laughs> I think it was 94. You would have been in college or ending your – unless you were going to high school dances as a 23-year-old man. <laughs> I was not, but I mean, this I sounds like a lot of songs are at my dances. Listen, I have no idea what happened back then. So now it's time. Wes and Mark both are going to give up their submissions for their songs. Again, we could have multiple songs. We'll start with Chris Wessling, who you mentioned it on the show, uh, a previous show, that this is a song that you wanted to play. We got it set up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you want to play it right now? Let's play it. Let's play it, TD. Hit it. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Wes, Wes doing some type of raise the roof. Bring it back, raise the nah. roof. I like this song. This is great. You were I mean, trying that to is make a school dance song this, right there. Yeah. Come on. You were trying to make the case downstairs that it was the greatest song of all time. In the history of music. Well, that seems. <laughs> well, I mean, I might be a little bit, a little that, hyperbolic. But that's great. That's another great one. Who's the artist again? Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. They, they're on the fringe for the Hall of Fame as well. Rock and Come Roll on. Hall of Fame. Uh, and now Mark Sessler, also, uh, he had been in communication with T.D. shaking his head. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know what it is. None of us know. <laughs> this is Mark's uh, submission for a celebration song. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know this song. Be honest. I can tell you. Is that Orinoco Flow? No, I can tell exactly what this is because my mother, uh, Deb, who's an Irish-American woman, loves Enya. And Enya played often in my uh, dining room as a child. This is Enya. Listen, I don't think I need to even put a hard sell on this. <laughs> you Maybe guys you are giving though. me a bunch of mid-90s, you know, dance hall, mid-level <laughs> songs. I'm giving you an anthem that probably at any age in human history could have made people feel something. If we, since it's your song, we can definitely use it. I would say, though, next time Wes gets uh, philosophical, we could also drop an Enya behind it. Oh, it's too. very versatile. You could it use it versatile. in multiple ways. It make, It's like Brandon Graham. It makes a lot of sense, too, because Mark doesn't like food, and I feel like Enya is the type of musician for people who don't really like music. Because she's tasteless. They listen to, to Enya. I, wow, I don't think that was a fair summary. On all your right. Part. I don't well, agree with all this. Right. We, we, they had their songs on. Let's, let's just play my song. Let's do it. Snake Attack. Ooh. <laughs> you going to top this one? Stop. I like Greg doing some production work behind the scenes. I like this I development. It's a solid third oh, place what by Greg. You, you didn't play the words. No. no. You got to get to that. See, you can that if you if you would have looped me in, I would have told you you got to give TD a little more uh, No, I didn't I didn't know about it. He no, just decided to get playing the words. Just Oh, it time, is obscene. Uh, according to the FCC, yeah. who are we are not governed by, are we? Get the F up. Pheromons. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> that's a great song, too. Good I, example by our supervisor. I mean, that's going to get you excited. <laughs> so those are our, our celebration um, submissions. And, TD, if you could just work them all in, potentially just keep them on the board, uh, you know, it'll be good. It's a limited space here, guys. You know, we don't have... You know, we don't have the whole world. Just I feel like I didn't even get a fair shot there. I mean, you got to bleep it out and u- use the words next time. All right, we, we'll <laughs> you don't have anything to apologize for, Greg. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right, finally, let's go through some quick hits. We're going to do this uh, quickly. Uh, in fact, uh, Titty, let's lay under some, some zany, like, you know, fast-moving type music uh, as we go through these. Uh, and let's start. Farney Hill? <laughs> yes, uh, what's his, is that what it is? Benny Hill. Hill. Benny Hill. Let's get some Benny Hill music. That's <laughs> the what Brit Funny Man. Yes, uh, area Brit Funny Man. not so man. funny. We'll start with Todd Harriman, who signs a deal with the Colts, released by the Eagles. One comment each on these, on these uh, gentlemen uh, added now to the Colts offensive line. We'll start with you, Chris Wessel, Todd Harriman. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Colts need, Colts need guards. All right. Great Twitter account. Oh, wait, one each. No, that's okay. Well, that could use a little more heat. Uh, the Jets have re-signed David Harris to a three-year, $21.5 million deal, including $15 million guaranteed. Uh, I think it was a good move. Overpaid a little bit for a guy on the wrong side of 30. However, uh, keeps him out of Rex Ryan's neighborhood. I think I think that was part of the AFC East war, that you're going to overpay Harris because you don't want Rex to get him. They're all about overpaying for players that around three years ago were peaking. All right, good <laughs> job. Your team is horrible forever, Mark. Brandon Flowers <laughs> is staying with the Chargers. Our boy, Brandon Flowers. Uh, who came into the studio and seemed confident of a deal getting done with the Chargers. He does get a four-year deal. Also, Orlando Franklin uh, leaving the Broncos, we're told, uh, we're hearing to go to the Chargers. Helps them out, uh, interior linemen that they desperately need, so they're, they're making some smart moves right now. Mark? Uh, Mike McCoy knows Franklin very well from their time together in Denver. Good fit. I mean, it just shows. You show up on the podcast, you get paid. You get millions of dollars days mm-hmm. later. Well, unless you're us. <laughs> Kareem Jackson said last month he would love to resign with the Texans. Guess what? He resigned with the Texans. Four years, $34 million, $20 million in guarantees. Uh, the cornerback's flying off the board in free agency before free agent even begins. That's why Revis, I think, is going to get so much money. The top three cornerbacks, they're go all quicker, gone. Guys, got to go quicker. Steven Paella, Paella, Piaia, uh says he's going to the Redskins, Chris Wessling. Steven Paella. Well, they dumped Barry Cofield and Steven Bowen. They were desperately in need of an interior pocket pusher. The Jaguars are lighting the world on fire right no. now. What? Was that fast enough for you? Faster? Keep going, oh, my fast. God. Don't Jared Odrick and Jeremy. Which, uh, come on, Jeremy. Let's be serious. Parnell to the Jaguars, we're hearing. Uh, Julius Thomas maybe to the Jaguars. But right now, Jeremy and Jared. Double J, Chris Wesley. Oh. Well, Greg mentioned the Buffalo tax. Jacksonville has to pay a tax as well. That's why they shell out outrageous money for Jeremy Parnell. Jeremy obviously vastly overpaid. But is that not a birth certificate 
spelling mistake that's just carried on. That's all that is. I was just at the DMV. You can and afford I'm, a vowel now. The Throw state of California refers to me as Daniel Hangus, so I'm working on that myself. I understand what it's like. <laughs> Faster, faster, faster. Remind me sometime to tell you the Fennis Dembo story. All right, Chief Center, Rodney Hudson signed a big deal. That's all I wrote, and I know I don't know anything about him or his deal. Someone jump in on Rodney Hudson. Hey, o- Oakland, save up all this cap space to sign the Chief Center. All along, he was Dwight <laughs> Stevenson, and we never knew it. And uh, Brett Kiesel released by the Steelers every media day. He's walking around with the head and shoulders, people. It's really cute. We might not see him this year, next year, because he's not in the league, potentially. No, he'll be on the team in mid-October along with James Basketball Harrison, and they'll faster. both be on the team for the next seven years somehow because they're robots. Finally, Torrey Smith says bye to the Ravens. Looks like he's going to the Niners. Not a done deal, but it's probably going to happen. Wes. Colin Kaepernick can overthrow him on deep ball. That's it. Stop the clock. Awesome. Good work, guys. All right. That's it. That's it for today's edition of the Around the NFL podcast, the supersized edition, because we had so much to get to. Uh, Real quick, uh, Greg, not too quick. We just went so fast. We don't want the audience to recover. What are you looking forward to on Tuesday when the actual free agency starts? Shoot, I don't know. We got the whole rest of the day. I want to see where Revis lands. Start there. All the a lot of the big names are taken off. How about Percy Harvin? That's kind of the the name out there we don't know anything about. I'm going to see the Patriots reel Revis back in, sign Percy Harvin along with six other Pro Bowl type players, <laughs> go 12 and four, another Super Bowl Jets six and ten. I want to see more of Mark taking out his Browns frustration on the Jets, which seems like a weird thing to do. Put it on a good team if you're going to be frustrated with someone. Leave my guys alone. Wes, final words on life. L I V I N, living. All right, we will be back on Wednesday to discuss the first full day of actual free agency. Uh, And, uh, you know, I'm sure it will be excellent. There will be a lot of talk, a lot of mirth, and hopefully some celebration music. This is Dan Hansis signing off for The Sizzler, The Mailman, The (laughs) Boss, and TD behind the glass. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.